Jesus Christ is coming soon. He's coming. And we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. But he's coming soon. And um, the Bible, the Word of God, we know this, this right here is the absolute truth. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ from the beginning to the end. Um, all that was written in this Bible was foretold, and it will happen just as the Word says that it will. I think of things like it's mathematically correct. It's scientifically correct. And I know the Bible mentions science only two times, but, uh, you know, it's scientifically correct. Uh, it's correct for the body. It's correct for the soul. It's correct for our spirit. It's correct for life now. And it's correct for eternal life. And you can bet your life on it. But His coming is so close that we've got to be part of this special foretold time. And um, I'm going to start, let's look at, uh, turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 4.17. And, and I know you guys, well, you guys know that verse immediately. Some of these verses you just can't read them enough. First Thessalonians 4.17 Back on, drop back to 15, like we always do, or 16, I mean. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with a trump, a trump of God, a trumpet. And, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That verse is a little different than, you know, the second coming when Jesus, his feet literally, physically land on the Mount of Olives uh, at the end of the time of Jacob's trouble. Um, as he he has to stop, man's about to um, annihilate himself. And he says if he didn't come back, that there would be no bone, there would be no flesh on the bones. And, uh, and at that moment, there's going to be peace. And he's going to be king in the throne of David, ruling and reigning the world, and king of Israel, which he hasn't been yet, and king of the Jews. Um, and the lamb will lie down with the lion, and there will be peace um, for a thousand years. And interestingly enough, though, people will still be born, and still, people will still become, you know, in, in disbelief, uh, which is, shouldn't surprise us. Um, you know, and, and I'm thankful that we have that choice to choose. Otherwise, we would, I've said before, we'd be made like robots and be forced to uh, choose. But, <clears throat> but these are exciting times, really, that we're in um, for, you know, for his soon coming. And I think of the verse, and let's turn there to Matthew 24, 46. <clears throat> and thinking upon his soon coming. Matthew 24, 46. Drop that to 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made him ruler over his household 
to give them meat in due season. And there you go, there's that meat of the word. Blessed, or blessed is that servant who when his Lord, or whom his Lord when he cometh, shall find so doing. Um, what does that look like? Shall find so doing. Is so doing conditioned, or is it conditional upon age or gender? Is so doing conditioned upon being rich or poor, or healthy or unhealthy? Is it even conditioned upon our personality type? She'll find so doing. So let's let's look at um, Luke twelve forty three. Luke 12, 43 says, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth that I say unto you, that he will make you ruler over all that he has. And 45 says, But, and if that servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. And I think, I stop right there and think, and find so doing. Well, there's one something, the opposite of that is, don't do that. Don't do, you know, don't do that by saying, well, they've been saying the Lord's coming soon for a long time. And every Christian, even the most lukewarm, knows that one verse to say, we're not supposed to predict the day or the hour. I mean, they can spit that thing out like that. And I'm like, it amazes me. I'm not predicting the day or the hour, nor is any of us. But we're supposed to be... Um, have a keen sense of awareness due to the signs of the times. And, and the Bible says that over and over and over. Um, but it says, But if that servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin, uh, and shall begin to beat the man's servants and maidens, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken, and the Lord of that servant will come, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. And an hour when he's not aware, and will cut him into sunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers, with the unfaithful. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. So, find some doing. I don't want to. And find me so doing that. So as we go on, you know, we've got we've already gone over how many signs of the times. Do we need any more uh, to be convinced? We need do we need more signs to be convinced that his coming is soon? Flip your Bibles over to Exodus 4:1. <clears throat> Give me a second to get here. <clears throat> 
4.1, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord's not appeared unto thee. And drop down to verse 8. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, then they, or, or, or that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. <clears throat> and why we're so close to that verse, there's that verse down there you, all, you guys are all familiar with it uh, in verse 10. And uh, Moses was objecting and, said, and he said unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither here, heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord responded in verse 12, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Um, Look your Bibles over to 2 Timothy 3, if you will. <clears throat> we've, we've gone over some of these verses a number of times. Um, we'll start with verse 1, 2 Timothy 3, 1. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous is defined as fraught with danger, hazardous, risky, uncertain. It seems like we're in uncertain times to me. It says, Shall men shall be lovers of their own selves? Self centeredness is, seems to be really rampant. I was thinking selfie, you know, how many selfies we take. Covetous, which is greed, boasters, of, boasters, proud blasphemers. I've seen more blasphemy on the internet. And, and by the way, I'm thankful on Facebook and, and all these different sites, people are, are those that are continuing to post a scripture and, um, and, and things about the, about the Lord. Uh, you know, that's one big part of it. But I've also seen blasphemers. I mean, more, more so than ever. I mean, just flat out saying, you know, where's your God now? You know, your prayers aren't going to do you any good with this virus. Uh, and, uh, and 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 I, I find it interesting. In their blaspheming, they use things that little blurts of the scriptures like be and now, maybe you know, mocking and making fun of the word of God. And uh, so blasphemers are more evident. They're not shy anymore. Used to, they might keep that to themselves uh, because our country, you know, it was evident there seemed to be, you know, we were founded on Christianity and seemed to be more believers than not. Today, you know, it seems to be the, the church, like the Bible says, it's lukewarm, it's weeping in the last days, and uh, seems to be somewhat quiet overall uh, as these blasphemers are speaking out boldly uh, against God, against God's creation, and against, and, and against things that are... Um, that were meant to be according to the scriptures. This is blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And, uh, and, and it says, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. Wow, can we not see that? 
incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. We see that, don't we? Traitors. We see traitors in our country against the Constitution, our Bill of Rights. He, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, <coughs> having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. I'm going to drop down just for sake of time and, uh, and look at the verse 12. And it says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ. So it's saying, Yes, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Verse 13, it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We would have to be blind to see that that's not uh, rampant. It is right in front of our face. Verse 14 says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. Find some doing. What does that look like? Continue though in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom hast learned them. 15 says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make these thee wise. You've known them, and it's able to make you wise unto what? Unto salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished. That's in even these times. Unto all good works. For correction, for instruction in righteousness. Find so doing. Doing what? Being passive and not using these scriptures for correction, instruction. Or he finds us so doing by using these scriptures for correction and instruction. Find some doing. What else? Maybe it's proclaiming the soon coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The one who offers salvation. Salvation in the sense of overcoming death and hell. So we can say today is the day of salvation. Because we're on fast track and the time's ticking and the man's day is coming to an end and the Lord's day is about to come be ushered in. So today is the day of salvation. So find some doing, doing what? Maybe sharing the good news of Jesus Christ instead of being passive and just kind of sitting back and, and doing what our government's telling us to do, which I just got, you know, I think it's a travesty. I know we need to be cautious, but um, I bet Satan's laughing his rear end off. You know, he's got us all quiet and at home. Of course, out of all things, God brings something good out of it, doesn't he? You know, our, our families have drawn closer together, and, and, uh, and I've read where there's been some really good um, revivals, you know, through the internet and things like that. So, uh, but I know Satan's laughing his rear end off like that. 
He shuts the world down and he, and he quietens the Christian and, and keeps us ruling the church. And, uh, and I know he's laughing about that. But we still can open our mouths and, uh, and be boldly or inspire and speak boldly. But we're also to find us so doing could include us as believers to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is it too late? Oh, it's just, it's, if we're to the end, is it too late? Not at all. God forbid. We need to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and um, I got to speed up here. If we go flip over to um, Ephesians, Ephesians 6, you all, all of you know this, and I'm going to, you only have to flip there if you don't want to. But Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Verse 19 says, And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, and that therein I may speak boldly. Does it say if I'm a male or female, healthy, unhealthy, rich or poor, or I have a good personality or not? It says, as I ought to speak. Find so doing. I'm going to quickly flip over to James. Um, I think. <clears throat> James 5, 3. And you can just listen because I'm going to move fast. It says, your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as if it were fire, and you have heaped treasure together for the last days. Find so doing. And I, mean, I can think about doing the opposite of that, and that's what these, some of these scriptures say. A lot of times I say, well, I'm not guilty of that. Well, actually, I am. Um, 2 Peter 3 3. Um, I'm going to flip over there real quick and really speed this thing up. 2 Peter 3 3 says, Knowing this first, that three shall come, or, or that there shall come in the last days scoffers and walking after their own lust. And, um, Verse 4 says, And saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the Father fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. I can hear that in the mouths of unbelievers and believers. Where's the promise of his coming? For this they are willingly ignorant of. That by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the waters and in the waters. Verse 6 says, Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reversed unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly man. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is, uh, uh, one day. Is with, with the Lord's a thousand years, and a thousand years is of one day. And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And some men count slackness, but his, but his long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
find so doing. I'm going to drop down to verse 12. It says, Looking for and hasting unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace and without spot and blameless. Verse 17 drops down and says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness. For growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord uh, and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to close with this last couple of verses. Um, Over in Numbers 13.20 And it said Moses had already told him to go spy out the land and the promised land and that it was the Lord said it was ours to take and, and what the land is whether it be fat or lean verse 20 says whether there be wood therein or not and be ye of good courage. Find so doing. There's something we can be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first groups. So they went up. And then um, most of you um, know the story that, uh, and this is one of my favorite parts, and it's over in uh, verse 30 of that same chapter there, Numbers uh, 13 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. And we talked about a beckoning candle. I can see him, you know, saying, oh, oh, oh. He stilled the people with Moses. And he said, let's go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But here it comes, the evil report. It says, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report. Bam, there it is. Now, as we know, Caleb didn't listen to it. But they went on to say, we saw giants in the land. And, and uh, over in verse 33, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. You think they were fearful at that time? I can see us thinking, you know, this fear and uh, and everything that we've gone over. That's you could say that's giants, and we're fearful of such. Um, over in fourteen eleven, right here, real close by, and the Lord said unto Moses, "How long will this people provoke me? How long?" Will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have shown among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make thee a greater nation and mightier than they. In 1424, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit in him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring to the land whereinto 
He went and his seed shall possess it. You know, I think of man as he mocks and, and scoffs at, at, at believers and the Word of God. I always think of that Romans 1 20 said for the invisible things, his even in his creation, um, uh, that man will be without excuse. Um, and they professing themselves, it goes on to say they're professing themselves to be wise. Don't everybody, don't we, it doesn't sound like that. And, uh, and they became fools. And Proverbs 16 4 though says, The Lord has made all things for himself, yea, yes, the wicked for the days of evil. So we know he's in control, don't we? But we know the story of David. And one of the things I love there um, is in David, or, or, or uh, David, that when he's uh, excited about, you know, he runs to his army first, and he runs, uh, and, uh, and he says, you know, I can do this. I've got, I'm with the Lord. I've got the Lord on my side. And, um, and, um, and in fact, I'm just going to look there real quick, so I'm going to botch it up. He ran to his own army. And then, uh, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and I'll fight with this Philistine. And Saul said, you're not able. And, and, uh, and on down in 37, uh, the Lord, uh, David said, moreover, the Lord delivered me out of uh, the paw of the lion and on and on and the things that he'd already done. Um, and then Saul, and uh, he said, go on. He said, go, and the Lord be with you. And, um, and then we know, you know most of the rest of the story there, but in verse 41, he said, and the Philistine came on and drew near to David. You think he, what about that kind of fear? Uh, and, uh, and the man that bare the shield went before him, and when the Philistines looked about and saw David, his dis and he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy, and of fair continence. Skinny and a fair and a, and a fair meek look about him. And the Philistine said unto David, I am a dog that thou comest to me with staffs. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. We can experience that. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me. <laughs> and this is my favorite part. And, uh, and he says, you know, like, I'll kill him, and I'll give you the beast of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to you. I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, and whom, and whom thou hast defiled. So David... And then in my favorite part, and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. Did David get scared and say, I'm just going to sit down and be passive? David hastened. And I, and I love that word. Uh, he hurried. And he ran towards the army to meet the giant. And then 
later on, as we know, David overcame and persevered. Then he ran and stood upon the giant. And what happened? All the Philistines saw their champion was dead. And they fled. Fear not. Faith answered. And no one was there. David had faith. So for his soon coming, may he find us so doing. And I read this last verse in Psalms 118, 24. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. So may we proclaim it from our rooftops that Jesus Christ is coming soon. I don't think we need any more evidence to be convinced by. The signs are all in our face. So thank you so much for allowing me to go through the Word of God with you.